What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, January 25th. Feels like a good Tuesday. Monday felt like we got a lot done. Today, we're talking about work-life balance, the return of Clubhouse, and used car prices through the end of the year. Let's get to it. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. Let's start today off with a quote from our main man, Simon Sinek. says, too many people ignore opportunities because they only see danger, but entrepreneurs ignore danger because they only see opportunities. Is that true or what? He came at him. <laughs> he came at him. That's for sure. No, absolutely. And I, I've been, I've been like front row seat to my own appetite for this over the past few months. Right. <laughs> That's a great way it's to put like, it. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Like even just you know, as I especially sit on weekends and think like, what just happened this week, right? <laughs> and the things that you just when you're in that entrepreneurial mindset and and if you can shift to that that you just start you just start doing and acting and going right things that i never done like yesterday just you know i we we were a few weeks ago we were like hey we we should do a shopify store for a sodu and i was like you know what i've never done that but i can probably figure it out and so you just like a lot of people, there's like a lot of fear around that Googling. Can I do this? Do I have the capacity? How do I get there? Right. And then you get in. And if you have that entrepreneurial mindset, a lot of times when you get in, it's a lot more exciting. You learn something new. No kidding. There's Dude, you, know, you were on fire yesterday with Shopify. It's He's crazy. like, oh, we can do this. Oh, we can do coupons in the Apple wallet. Oh, we kept getting text yes. messages all day as Kyle's like just making his way through the Shopify platform. Um, it's probably worth yeah. mentioning. We're going through all this because we're about to launch a Shopify store. We're about to relaunch the website. We are launching a complete referral program for the email list. If you're not on the email list, um, go to asotu.com, asotu.com, and sign up for the email list because next week we are launching the business next week. Yes. And you're going to be able to get stuff for free by referring people to the email. Uh, we're going to have stuff for purchase if you want, and we're just going to start building out this center point. We're dealers band together. This is this yes. is like it's about to get real. We've had conversations. We have a writing team. Uh, we have a content team on standby. Um, we're about to ignore danger because all we see is opportunity. Right. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's a that's a, a song for this week for me, no doubt. I love it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, Nathan just asked in the comments. He said, "How do you overcome that fear?" And I think, you know, for me at least. It's the excitement of knowing what's on the other side, right? Is just like some some people would 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 classify that that as fear of the unknown. I I I get excitement from the unknown. Like what what's the capacity that I have to learn? What's the capacity that I have to grow personally, right? From an entrepreneurial mindset, and that doesn't mean that if if you're you know at a dealership or in a in a role at a, at a company that like you're locked out of an entrepreneurial mindset, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, well, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not starting my own business. I'm not doing a new thing. But the entrepreneurial mindset, this one that Simon Sinek is talking about is for everybody. It's like wherever you're at, what's new? What can you learn? What can you engage with? And that's how you, you overcome the fear of the unknown because you step into what is unknown. And a lot of times, like the path is already cleared. So, you, you know, yeah. I think that you're wired that way. A lot of people probably aren't, right? Um, probably most of sure. the population. You know, um, if you think it through a disc profile, 
I think it's like 60 to 70% okay. of people are high C. Are S's. And, yeah, or S's, C's, yeah. S's, no, S's. S's and C's, S's. S's and C's, but S's for sure, where it's like, I just want to make sure somebody else does it first to make sure it's safe. And if you, you struggle sure. with that, a lot of us do. Everybody has their own area. Um, I always try to write down the best thing that can happen if I do and the best thing that can happen if I don't and then the worst thing that could happen if I do and worst that could happen if I don't. And if I'm willing to expect... Right. If I'm willing to accept the worst thing possible, um, you know, in light of that, then it's a lot easier. And once you look, once you start step, make little bets, little bets, and then you make big bets, right? So a lot of little bets, big bets. Um, not as how we uh, started, you know, thought of starting the show, but we did. Uh, thanks, Reformed Viking, for uh, that's great advice. A lot of that came from bumps and bruises, and we're still trying to live it ourselves. Um, right. So uh, Clubhouse Rooms are coming back next week. It's worth mentioning. If you were part of the Clubhouse community, like the OG Clubhouse community, when we started, you know how much fun we had in those rooms. We took a little break, but we have a full set of programming next week to get the community back together. Um, on Tuesdays, uh, we are launching our rebranded Minority Motors, uh, Damon Lester and Perry Watson the third are going to be hosting an amazing room show up tuesday yeah. we're going to again all the dates in the email so uh, sign up for the email list uh wednesday we're getting a sodu pitch tank by auto genius so if you want to see what's latest and greatest coming on the scenes and have it be evaluated by some of the smartest sharpest marketers in the auto industry right so you can get their thoughts that's the place to be. Uh, Thursday, Michelle Denagene is back with her Women Inspiring Automotive Room. Amazing community, um, amazing conversation across the industry. And Friday, we have a really every fun time. collab. Uh, every time. That's so true. Every time. And we got a really fun collab we're working on on Friday. So um, Clubhouse next week's going to be the deal. Let's talk about some news, Kyle. Um, Let's get into it. Go ahead. You want to hit the first one or you want me to go? No, you hit it. You had the article. Yep. So and, uh, yeah. A little report came out, Ally. You know, the, the bank, they forecast a 15% decline in used car prices by end of year. Thanks to our friends at Automotive News for, like, highlighting this guy. Uh, read through the article a little bit. Douglas Timmerman, the financial services president, says um, Ally expects a slow unwind at a pace uh, that represents what they say probably the best scenarios for all parties, both consumers and dealerships. Right. So not predicting a drop, but they're predicting a slow decline because if you think about it, December of 2021, so just last month, Used car prices were 28% higher than they were same time in 2020. So massive jump, and they're predicting a slow unwind. So um, I guess that, yeah. that that is good news for everybody. I think it is good news for everybody because right now when when you think about like new car versus used car profitability or accessibility to vehicles or pricing, right? There's a bubble that if exceeded, um, we could be in a dangerous place for all, all retailers. Yep. Um, but... Uh, you know, it's, um, for, for anyone, it, it's, I think it's a benefit. Um, and, and I think that, you know, a 15% decline, not the end of the world, right? No, no. And I think volatility doesn't help anybody. Volatility doesn't help dealers, obviously, because, you know, you're trying, you're playing like, feel like you're trading crypto, right? It's just right. like, bought oh, this yeah. car, what's it going to do tomorrow, right? If, if it's going like this, not good. But it's also not good for consumers because, let's face it, most people don't like the ups and downs of the buying car experience, don't like the negotiation. Right. Um, and certainly, nobody likes it if you look at a car one day and then three days later, it's $1,000 more expensive, right? Just because the market right. changed that quickly. Nobody likes that. So um, that's some good news and a little predictor saying like, hey, we're going to have a nice, stable demand and stable valuations of used cars. Um, just seen so many dealers over this last 18 months really 
dig in and unlock the value of their used car departments, like in major ways, because, right, necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think it's good news. Um, and especially on the backs of our next news story. Is that a... Yeah. That's a <laughs> I was supposed to be I hit the wrong Stop. button. Segway. Time. <laughs> oh, hey, look, wrong sound. When we're like, live, you never know what you you're should hit get, that. You right? should actually hit the sound that you mistaked because that's about what it was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go ahead. See if you can save the segue. <laughs> no. Yeah. So uh, obviously, uh, if you are not paying attention to the news and the political and uh, and uh, unrest in, with Russia and Ukraine, right? There are some now just like uh, thought processes that link. You know, if any action is taken uh, at that uh, in that unrest, that it opens up the China Taiwan uh, unrest that's kind of always seated there, and and that with Taiwan now being the largest producer of semiconductor chips, like we, no matter their technology, continue to put strain potentially on you know, chip supply and accessibility to supply chain for technology producers. And, and this is, that's impacting not just vehicles, but also, um, you know, computers and other yeah, technology consumer goods platforms. in general, so, uh, all consumer goods. So, you know, not, we're not there yet, but there's definitely the potential for that to happen. Uh, so we're, we're not completely out of the weeds and we knew that we know that, uh, from a supply chain perspective, but, uh, manufacturers are learning how to, uh, manage and control their own supply chains. There are being there are more factories popping up. Uh, so I don't think like yeah, lots of massive factories. cause for concern, but just something to pay attention to. Yeah, for sure. yeah, for sure. I mean, like who the heck knows what's going to happen? But I think it just does really um, underscore once more the importance of all the the semiconductor manufacturing moving back into the U.S. And you see major plants. I can't remember where it is. Somewhere in the Northeast or over close to the Midwest. Uh, I don't know if it was Intel, but it was going to basically be the largest semiconductor production facility. I think they said in the world, like these plans to do it. Wow. And it's almost like this is almost the new energy independence, or at least we saw how vulnerable we were. Right. And it used to be like energy independence. But now you realize like how vulnerable you can be. Like you don't have microchips. Guess what? We're shutting down a lot of things. Right. Not right. just a little thing. So um, definitely something to, to keep our eye on and be aware of. Right. We like to keep our eyes over the horizon here on this. And um, yeah. yeah, let's let's move to. So, oh, today we're going to talk about real, real quick. Just on chips, just on technology. I just, mm, you know, Meta came out and said they were building the world's fastest AI machine. Wait, who did? And that uh, Meta. Oh, OK. The big Meta. Right. I, I think Bob. So like, this, I think it, Bob Lanham's on this project. No, I don't in, think. <laughs> most likely. In the next six months, we're going to see the world's fastest computing AI uh, machine learning technology presented by a company that is that is pressing into the the metaverse. So, uh, yeah. you know, if, if that doesn't require some level of semiconductors for others to operate within, hey, there's... A, like think about big companies also needing this. It's not it's not just auto manufacturers. I, I think um, I think there's an yeah. Oculus in our future. Um, <laughs> for the first time, for the first time, I was in Costco last night and I walked by the the Oculus display and I stayed there for like an extra second or two. You kind of did that. And I like, looked at that. It was like three ninety nine. And then literally, my <laughs> next thought was of you know some of our team members here at Congruent walking by my office and seeing me in my. 
<laughs> just wandering around my office with just <laughs> with my Oculus on, trying to figure out how to use this thing. But I mean, That's let's so let's face it; it's gonna happen. Um, he's like knocking down bookshelves. <laughs> Speaking of workplace flexibility, Segway time. Oh, so um, article in the Wall Street Journal uh, today talking about workers are caring more about flexible work schedules than remote work. 95% of mm. people surveyed want flexible hours compared with only 78% who want location flexibility, according to a new report from Future Forum, uh, which is a consortium focused on reimagining the future led by our friends at Slack. Um, yeah. So yeah, so like people are saying like, I want that that work-life flexibility more than being able to just be a remote worker. Which I mean, I've I've witnessed this firsthand, and uh, it does seem to be the case. No, I I know a lot of like my friends or people in the generation right after me that uh, like that I know locally, especially through like the soccer community. Mm -hmm. Their desire is sometimes you know to work from one to nine at night because they'd rather stay up late at night with friends and and you know and then be able to sleep in in the morning um, and still be productive, still get the the workday done, um, but have that flexibility. Um, whether it's remote or, or in person. And then a lot of, this is, this is interesting too, especially with our passion for, for like marketers and creators, a lot of creators are looking for this flexible work environment mm -hmm. where they can have like the, the solidarity of a steady job and insurance and things like that, but have the flexibility to go and create on their own time. And, and so I think this is a big piece. Now I'm going to, I'm going to push back and, and not, maybe not push back. It wasn't part of the study, but I really think that more than anything in this employees are looking for really really solid communication and yeah. i think that it it was for me it was kind of probably a miss from slack to not include that in the study um because they are a communication platform for employers but it might have been it might have been in there maybe it was in there we'll have to look at it closer yeah yeah no i agree but with you I, i've heard that several times right Right. There's nothing there's nothing worse than not feeling communicated with. And like, look, you start to look and the article went on to, to highlight uh, that 72 percent of workers uh, who weren't happy with their level of flexibility, whether time or location, are likely to seek out a new opportunity in the next year. So if you're a dealer, we've been in several dealers that really have have gotten a great balance. Right. We know automotive, what's retail, um, you know, especially on the service side. Right. You need a lot of stability when it comes to hours, which means you need stability as far as technicians and service advisors. But whenever you can make it flexible, the dealers we have seen that make it flexible, which is uncomfortable for a lot of dealers that have to get out, still transition out of that old mindset. Guess what? The type of people that work in that store and the demeanor and the attitude of the people when we're in there looking, observing, interacting, watching consumer interactions. Let me just tell you this. Yes, it is superior, superior night and day, night and day. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it takes a lot to get there, especially for small stores, right? Um, on the on the franchise retail side and managing hours and and managing communication. But the dealers that can figure that out, the the ones that can like understand the people equation with communication, flexibility of work hours, um, you know, maybe the capacity for remote for employees that can can do that um, are going to have a much better opportunity to retain those employees here in, over the next you know twelve to eighteen months. For sure, had to give a little love to this quote. Uh, their hours to retain. Hashtag P 
people are the new currency. Shout out to Erica Tiffany for nice. coining that, or at least bringing it to the forefront of our attention. Um, that's all the time we have for today. I hope you enjoyed the quick shot. Hope you get out there and get over the fear of the danger and go do something and push the boundaries, do something new, whatever you do. Make sure you serve the person that's to your right or to your left. See you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.